If you're a fan of immersive audio fiction, you won't want to miss out on these shows from Pakal Media. The Madness of Chartrillion. Will this world accept my vision of the future? Or is all of this a mistake? The Nebulous Saga. You killed my family. They killed mine. And for ten years, I've been making the Alliance pay. Tales for Howling at the Full Moon. It is not my worth that brings me here. <sighs> it is my calling. Another day, another chosen one. To learn more about our shows and find out how to support independent creators, visit packhowlmedia.com. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Welcome to Tales for Howling at the Full Moon, a microfiction anthology podcast with stories that range from the weird to the whimsical. I'm H.M. Radcliffe of Pacal Media, and this series initially came about as a way for my co-producer, Odd Andrews, and I to explore new ideas and just have a little fun with all the amazing friends and collaborators we were meeting through various projects. As a general rule, we try not to take ourselves too seriously or put any limitations on our creativity. So many of the best stories out there are compound little fragments of thoughts and ideas we have when we least expect them, when we're on walks or in the shower, trying to fall asleep or driving in our cars. And we wanted to carve out a place for these stories to exist in a way that is kind of reckless and raw without being given too much thought. All of the episodes are flash produced, meaning they were made quickly, sometimes in a week or less. And they feature stories prompted by and released on each full moon. January's Worm Moon brings thoughts of solitude, survival, and a general search for meaning. This full moon story, The Nothing, tackles themes of depression and isolation at the coldest and loneliest time of year. It tells the story of a man grappling with the end of the world as he knows it, as he contemplates venturing into the ultimate unknown. Content warning. If you are bothered by dark themes like the contemplation of existence, apocalyptic scenarios, animal death, or suicidal thoughts, please proceed with caution. Here is The Nothing. There is nothing outside my window. The day it appeared, the familiar sounds of the city streets that filled the corners of my small apartment disappeared. 
replaced by deafening silence. I went to my window and looked out, only to be faced with vast, inescapable nothing. It was as if the world had become split in half into one that existed and one that simply did not. It was neither dark nor bright, near nor far. It wasn't anything at all. Our world's story, redacted by some cruel god for reasons unknown. Those who haven't witnessed nothing might tell you to close your eyes. But even when you close your eyes, there's still something. A shimmer of light, the ghost of something bright, a face or a voice. To truly experience nothing cannot be described. Infinity is impossible to comprehend because we are surrounded by walls our entire lives. Walls you can see and walls you cannot. To in one instant suddenly see those walls fall away before your eyes shatters everything you thought you knew about the world. I wasn't sad or frightened. In fact, the sensation was familiar, like I'd been practicing for this moment all my life, to stand there and face the ultimate question. My mind simply said, yes, here it is. And I went about making my coffee. I remember putting on my jacket and walking down to the street below coffee in hand. Where once was the other half of a sprawling metropolis, now everything fell off into infinity. Emptiness? No. Even emptiness infers boundaries. This lacked scale or perspective. It just was. My thoughts should have gone out to the people I knew to once reside on the other side of that nothing. But no names came to mind. I only felt the ghost of a sensation similar to grief. And then it evaporated. People lined to the streets for miles, gripped in silence. No cacophony of traffic and human discourse. No birds flying overhead. No wind. Just... nothing. I walked among the statuesque onlookers, all blank-faced as if they too felt nothing. No fear, no wonder, no euphoria. I was witnessing the collective realization that our entire existence just might be a lie. No emotion for that experience existed until that moment, and so it looked like nothing. 
a man broke the ranks of the gathering crowd and approached the razor-sharp edge that was indiscriminate of where it drew its boundaries. Without a moment of hesitation, he stepped into the nothing, and in turn became nothing. No one stopped him, or uttered so much as a word. He was only the first to go. Others followed. First a few, then a dozen, then what looked like hundreds, driving like cattle out of existence. Others started turning back as their previous realities seeped back into consciousness. Then there was running in both directions and screaming. The real danger wasn't from the nothing, but from those who feared it. The inevitable question was growing in everyone's mind. What was on the other side? Was there another side? One thing was for certain. No one walked out of the nothing. As the world around me sank further into chaos, I returned to the safety of my apartment and witnessed the slow decline of humanity. I wondered, while watching from the safety of my window, what made me different than those who ran blindly into the nothing, different from those who stood at the knife's edge and screamed, Rapture. Was it all those years of being alone in my own skull, conditioning me to be emotionally numb to the point that nothing mattered in the first place? That the nothing was just an extension of my own state of existence? Did people walk into the nothing because they felt no reason to live, or because they thought that whatever was on the other side was larger than the life they were already living? One by one, the lights turned off across the city. Systems broke, and people revolted. All the while, I sat in isolation, rationing the last of my bread and beer and contemplating nothing at all. Weeks came and went, and the havoc in the streets grew into a deafening roar. The sounds of humanity at war with itself does something to the psyche. I can't pinpoint the exact moment that it happened, but something had shifted. I realized that the nothing brought me comfort. It was the senses that brought me so much unhappiness. The hunger in the pit of my stomach, the smell of smoke and gunpowder, the sounds of human suffering wafting up from the streets, the sight of my own sallow reflection in the glass pane of my window. I finished the last of my beer and tossed it in the pile of timbers that was once my table and chairs. Since the power went out, they had become the fuel for the fire that kept me from freezing to death. The fire would die soon. I picked up the leg of a chair and turned the rotten piece of second-hand walnut in my hand. I wondered how long it could possibly burn. 
I let it tumble from my hand instead of feeding it to the fire. Then I opened the front door and glided down the steps onto the street, now covered in refuse and the occasional body. A rat scurried out of a trash can and was immediately leapt upon by a child of perhaps eight or nine. I turned away from the tiny screams of the rat and the feral growling of the child, and continued on until I stood with my toes only inches from oblivion. Standing there, looking straight into the pure non-existence that was the nothing, it occurred to me that what I wanted in that moment, more than anything that I had ever wanted in my entire life, was for something to happen some profound event to shift the tides and return meaning to all our lives. But the truth in my mind, and it was painfully clear, was that there would be no rebirth, no redemption to return us to the good graces of the universe. This was all there was or ever would be from now on. Only the choice between being and not. The choice was clear to me, in fact, it was really no choice at all. And so, without any further thought or hesitation, I let go of everything I ever knew. And smiling for the first time in a long time, I stepped into the nothing. The Nothing was written by H.M. Radcliffe and Odd Andrews, performed by Odd Andrews. Background music by H.M. Radcliffe and featuring Matthew Radcliffe and Micah Gerald on electric guitar and Tibetan singing bowls. The closing theme, Nothing More, was written and produced by Odd Andrews. Opening music was provided by Alexander Miller of Maps and Melodies, makers of immersive battle maps and original music for D&D and other TTRPGs. This has been a Pakal Media original production. You can learn more about our other shows, The Madness of Chartrullian and The Nebulous Saga at pacalmedia.com. See you next full moon.